situated. Shit. Okay. Um. Five years of the random ramblings with Rob. Honestly, five years ago, um, <laughs> I didn't think I would be addressing this right now. Uh, I didn't think that I would still be doing this for this long. And I, <laughs> I have no gripes about it. I mean, it, it's been great these past five years being able to reach out and speak to all these wonderful people that I've had on my show that I don't think I've ever would have had in my life had I not done this January 13th of uh, 2016. So I don't know on, on the anniversary here today, this is an extra bonus episode for the week. I hope you're enjoying um, the current episode that's out now and all the previous ones and hopefully all the ones to come. But I don't know, last year, I don't even remember what I did for my four-year anniversary. And the three-year anniversary, I think that was the most I ever done for this podcast. I had I did it live. I had people call in and be guests. I did a whole video editing package thing. And here on year five, I mean, I, you think incrementally. Five would be like some kind of awesome, great anniversary type deal or whatever. Like, you know how when you get married, like the 10 year anniversary is the silver anniversary. I don't know. I'm, I don't know the exact specifics of that. I just heard that before. But here for number five, we're just going to shoot the shit. No guess, Just me. Give you. I don't know, a little bit of insight on how I'm feeling about podcasting after five years. And um, I don't know, feelings and thoughts about the future, maybe. It's weird because I'm looking at the TV and the camera's up here. So I'm supposed to be, I'm looking into your eyes. I'm staring into your soul. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't really know what I had in mind for. Uh, freaking the five-year anniversary show but it always has been just me getting off my chest you know just what i think about podcasting and it's it's i'm it's, i feel like i'm repeating myself it, it has been a fun ride and i'm looking at my camera thing right now and it's there we go i got the tracking thing on my face because it was checking my banana over there i don't mean that in a nasty way yeah but my Senior mustache, nanner back there. And um, I don't know. I'll I, I tell you what, though. You know, so, so I'm not sitting here stalling and stammering and everything. I did say that I had a story that I wanted to talk about on the podcast after all the things were done with it. PlayStation 5 just came out. PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S and the digital PlayStation 5 and all that other stuff. So you know when it released on November 10th and November 12th, there was a mad dash trying to get one of these consoles or whatever. I was one of the fortunate few to be able to pre-order uh, one of each. And um, just 
out of curiosity and everything, whenever they start doing the other sales and whatnot, I started uh, just looking around, seeing if I can grab PlayStations and uh, extra Xboxes for people that I knew or maybe even to resell because I've never done anything like that before. And just to even think about the Xbox Series X, I wind up getting two of those pre-ordered on accident. So Amazon, <laughs> um, they didn't release at the same time as all the other people released on November 10th. So I think the time was at 8 a.m. Uh, freaking central or whatever the time it was. Anyway, it was a specific time that it was going to launch out for pre-orders and all this other crap. So I went to the normal avenues of approach. I went to GameStop and I was like, I sat in a queue. I had my payment information pulled up and everything. And I was just waiting for my turn to get an opportunity to get an Xbox Series X. And... I didn't get one. So I was kind of bummed out about it or whatever. And um, I left. I mean, I got to the point where a, a lot of people was getting to. I got it in my cart. And then I did the, you know, process the payment and everything. It was like, oh, sold out. And that was it. So I couldn't get one from GameStop. An hour later, that's when they started popping up on Amazon. So I was able to get one in Amazon real quick because, you know, I just pressed the automatic buy now button because I'm such a freaking frequent Amazon shopper. That's how that went down. So I was able to get one on Amazon. So I flipped back to GameStop a little while later and um, still had the little icon lit up for my cart. It was like, you have one item in your cart. And I was like, what? So I went in there. Sure shit. The Xbox was still in there. But previously, they told me it was sold out. So out of curiosity, I just pressed the purchase button and I got a notification that said, thank you for your purchase. I said, okay. So that's how I got two Xbox Series X's. At the time, I didn't know anybody personally that wanted to get one. So I was just like, well, fuck it. Why don't I try to resell it? I'll sit on it till Christmas and um, see what the market does and everything. If it's, um, you know, if it's hard to get, then, you know. I'll base that on my pricing determination. So I sat on it until Christmas. PlayStation um, came out. I was able to get a pre-order on that from, I believe, GameStop as well. So I did the same thing. I sat in a queue and everything. I went straight through. No problem. Like the first time. And I, and I got my PlayStation 5 pre-ordered. A couple weeks later, they started sporadically releasing the freaking uh, PlayStation 5 ones uh, for pre-order. And they had a bundle edition that was available at GameStop. They said it was going to release it at a certain time and a certain day. I forget what those specifics are. But um, I waited, got in line, and boom, was able to secure a PlayStation 5 bundle. So I got all those things on uh, November 10th and 12th. And everything on their release dates. And, you know, I have my PlayStation. It's down here next to my Xbox uh, Series X. And so I decided around Christmas to go ahead or right before Christmas to put it on Amazon. I mean, not Amazon. Goddamn, I'm flustered. Uh, eBay and try to sell it. So I sold my other Xbox 
was it was it Xbox One X or whatever I had I had that previous to the Series X. There's so many boxes, X's and squares and O's and shit. So I set my shit up, put it on uh, eBay along with my old Xbox, then got the PlayStation in, put all that up on eBay, and I never experienced anything on eBay like an auction or selling it or doing anything like that. So that was an experience in itself. It's just like I got a couple of hits right off the bat as uh, far as auctioning prices, and then it went silent. But around the day of when it had like two and three hours left, that's when I started getting the, the bid snipers just pew, 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 and just jacking my price up, jacking my price up. So I sold the Xbox. I sold my old Xbox. No problem. No qualms about it. Get to the PlayStation. Um, it was a bundle. It came with an additional controller. And it was the disc version. It came with an additional controller. Two games. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Demon Souls. And it also came with a 12-month subscription to PlayStation Plus. And it came with a headset. It wasn't the Pulse PlayStation branded headset. It was just a some kind of headset. So all that was within the bundle. Out of that whole bundle, when I got the box in personally, I kept the 12-month subscription to uh, PlayStation Plus. I kept the Demon Souls game because I already purchased the Miles Morales game. And then the headphones, I took back to GameStop and got it refunded. So the bundle that was being sold on eBay was the console, the extra controller, and the Spider-Man game. Sold it. More than what I paid for it, as long as well as the other consoles that I sold. Nice little profit. So it, I go to eBay. Hey, your shit sold. Here's your money. They put some of it on hold for another day to release. And I was like, cool. I went into eBay, given the information that the purchaser gave me, eBay automatically does post it. You can purchase it straight from them and it'll populate it with the information that the seller puts in. Did all that, printed out all my labels here at home, slapped it on the box, took everything to the post office, shipped it off, got tracking for the PlayStation since it was a higher value target. I put the signature confirmation. So you have to sign for it to receive the package. The COVID guidelines are a little bit different for the post office now because they don't want people touching their equipment and everything. So they were doing an in-person sign. What that is, is to the postal worker will sign it on your behalf in your presence. You know, so that's kind of shaky in itself. You kind of see where the store is getting ready to go. But shipped everything off. I tracked everything. Um, the original Xbox that I had here that I sold, my old one, it took a little bit longer to get there. But it was confirmed by the seller. I mean, the purchaser that it was received. The Xbox Series X arrived on time as per my shipping guidelines. No problem. But the day it arrived, according to my tracking, uh, the seller hit me up the same exact day. I mean, the seller, the, the buyer hit me up the same exact day and was like, okay. It said it was delivered, but I didn't get it. So I was like, well, according to my tracking, it said it was delivered and it was signed for by somebody. Well, 
then, you know, the buyer hit me back and it was like, well, I was at work and I had my cousin stay in my place because I wasn't going to be able to get off work to be there to receive it. So they were supposed to sign for it. And I looked at the signature thing and it wasn't my signature. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, I did my part. You paid me. I sent you a product. It left my area of operation, which is Houston, Texas. And it traveled all the way to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and it was delivered to the address that was given to me by the freaking buyer. So, I mean, that's out of my realm. That's out of my hands. That's out of my responsibility. You know, you paid for it. I sent it. And whatever happens from Fort Lauderdale, Florida's post office to your house, it's none of my concern. That's how I looked at it. I didn't say all that stuff. But as a courtesy, because that would be a shitty situation. If that happened to me, I launched an investigation with the UPS. I mean, not UPS, the United States Postal Service. And um, it was a clusterfuck from the start. Called the post office in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Told them what happened. Wanted to launch an investigation. They opened up a case. And instead of handling it there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, they sent the investigation back to Houston, Texas already fucking up a representative from houston called me from their post office saying hey um they kicked the investigation to us because of a package and everything and we can't do anything about it because it was shipped to where it was supposed to go and it was delivered and we can't even see anything in the system on our end because we after it left houston we have nothing to do with it i was like i i kind of figured that thank you for the information so i called back Again, to Fort Lauderdale freaking post office. Now, mind you, every time that I called to inquire about this package, I had to wait on the phone on hold for an hour. Over an hour, really. I think one time I was always on there for two hours waiting to talk to somebody, you know. So call them up again. Told them what happened. And I was just like, hey, I called. This happened. And then you launched the investigation and you shot it down to Houston. And it's like, wow, they shouldn't have done that. You know, reassuring me that it was a mistake. And, you know, we got all the information now and everything is cool and copacetic. We'll get back to you and everything like that. So they do what they say they did or whatever. Mind you, this is the second time I called about this instance. So they have all the information for the previous call. They looked up the case number and everything. And then they opened up a new case number, populating it with the information from the old case number. So I get an email in my mailbox showing that they, they sent me like a confirmation of the signature and that it was actually delivered and so on and so forth. It was just a hard copy to have for my records that, hey, you shipped it. It got to where it was supposed to go. Somebody signed for it and it was delivered. Cool. So I kept that. And then I got an email from Fort Lauderdale Post Office again saying that they closed the case because they didn't have the proper information to continue on with the investigation. So what the fuck is going on in Fort Lauderdale? Anyway, I tried to call a third time. Couldn't get a hold of anybody. I think it was the time of day that I tried to call because they are an hour ahead of us 
and I did call late in the day, so I probably wouldn't have got a hold of anybody. But I hit up eBay because at this point, me and the buyers going back and forth is like, hey, man, this is what I did. This is what I tried to do. This is the information that I'm getting back. And I'm just keeping them abreast of what's happening and what's going on. And um, it's like, oh, thank you for your help. I appreciate it. This and this and the third. And, um, you know, just a heads up. I'm going to file a claim because because eBay has a money back guarantee policy or whatever. She said, so so the person was like, just a heads up. I'm about to file this claim and everything. If you got any money in your PayPal account or anything, you might want to pull that out because they're going to try to take the money back. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. But I've already transferred it out of my PayPal account anyway. Hell, I already went Christmas shopping. I got gifts and shit with the money. <laughs> so the money isn't there. So eBay, as they said, hit me up saying that the investigation was lost. They didn't get their package. Yada, yada, yada. So cool. No problem. I was expecting it. I go look. And my PayPal account is negative however much money they pay for the fucking PlayStation. And I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. They didn't even go through with the investigation before they started trying to take money back and all kind of other crap like that. But it was cool. So I damn, I went to um, eBay. I was like, hey, eBay, this is what happened. This is what I got. Here you go. I gave them all the information that I had from the investigation, showed them the uh, receipts of uh, delivery, all that crap. I, I gave them all that they would need to know about our transaction. And plus, eBay keeps all the messaging logs and everything. So they know what the, you know, you've been saying back and forth to each other. You know, they make that a part of the investigation. So they got all that. They got all the information that I gave them and they ruled in my favor. I did what I was supposed to do. I don't have to do anything further. Now, I go hit up PayPal. I was like, hey, PayPal, same shit. Give them the same information I gave eBay. And it's like, yo, we rule in your favor. So now, my account is back to zero on PayPal. I got them. I'm flush on my freaking eBay account and everything. I got all my monies and everything. And then days later, I get a 200 and some odd dollar fee from eBay. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because I never sold on eBay. But they charge you 10% of all that you sell on eBay. A seller's fee. And that's kind of fucked up. So all the money that I made, I had to give up 200 and some odd dollars of the transaction and shit for fees. And I was sad about that. But I mean, small price to pay. I know that probably probably not have been an interesting story in any other circumstance, but I just wanted to put it out there in the world. When you're doing shit with eBay and all this other bull crap, just be careful. Protect yourself. Make sure you do signature shit and everything. And yeah, this is what we're talking about on the five-year episode. <laughs> five-year anniversary of uh, 3R Show. But yeah, th- this, is, this is where we're at. But back to the podcasting thing. Okay, so this is where I've been mentally as far as this podcast. I enjoy doing it. 
I enjoy talking to people uh, at random. But it's been weird lately. I can tell you exactly the point when it started getting weird for me. And I, I don't know if weird is the right word, but it's just, you know, it's what I said. Around the George Floyd and the Mon Arbery, all that whole situation that was going down. We even had a podcast with a couple of local podcasters and everything, and we kind of aired our grievances about the whole situation and whatnot. You know, I was kind of out of it, man, just because of what was going on in the world at that time and just how it's making me feel, you know, personally and everything. It's, it's some sad shit. And all this time, all these years later, is just we are still living in the shit. You know, we done been stole from the homeland, brought to another land, enslaved for decades upon decades upon decades upon decades, been emancipated, um, supposedly be free, then go through segregation and riots and you know violence and then here we are in 2020 2021 and it feels like the shit has never stopped it's never ended it's never changed and it was weighing on me because i was just seeing all these posts on social media the, the news was just like pumping it all out pumping it all out and it was fucking sad and it was taking its toll on me so i think around that time i took a week away from social media you know i checked in every now and then but i didn't post anything i didn't do anything for a whole week um i rec i had podcasts previously recorded that i put out there and i think for that week that i was off social media i even recorded a special episode just kind of getting all that shit off my chest just saying what i had to say i had a little bit of alcohol in my system which i don't think that's as uh, a proper way to channel your anger and frustration or whatnot because you might say some weird shit but they do say uh, a sober or what, a, what a drunken heart makes a sober mind or some shit whatever the stupid quote is you know what the fuck I'm talking about you know you, you're more lively you're more likely to tell the truth when you're inebriated than you would if you were sober but I took a week off social media and you know I just kind of did other shit i played video games i think i started doing twitch around that time just or not too long after that but i was just learning other things i was getting this computer put together i was just doing other shit i was still um kind of finishing up my office here and i was just away from the podcast and stuff and i think that's when it started biting me it's just like i I wasn't focused on the podcast. I wasn't doing my promotions and everything week to week, day to day, hour to hour, like I normally did to promote the show because promotion for your podcast is a big thing. I just found that out here a freaking a couple of weeks ago through this whole time, this whole thing, because I've been slacking off on social media. I just didn't have, I didn't want to have too much to do with it, you know? From that point on, you know, the time that I just kind of fell out of it after that week, I just I hadn't been the same. I just kind of fell out of it with social media and podcasting. So, I mean, if you've been kind of keeping up on social media and you hadn't been seeing or hearing from me, like in the DM groups or whatever the case it may be, is because of that. It's because of that situation. And it just kind of 
kept carrying over and over and over. And I just, I was just done for the most part. I just, I had enough of this shit. And I don't think I even, I had shit scheduled. I had shit pre-recorded, so I wasn't worried about future episodes. I was just playing what I had in the stockpile. Even if you've been listening to some of the episodes to where I've even, you know, I always talk at the end of the episode, you know, just like, hey, that was my guess. Here's a recap of what we talked about. And, you know, I'll give you a heads up on the next episode, plug merch and all that stuff. You notice throughout these recent batches of episodes, I hadn't been doing that as much or it's just been real quick and to the point and just blase, blase. Just because, I mean, I, I wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't feeling it. And it's just, I don't know. Am I falling out of love with podcasting? Or am I falling out of love with social media? This is the question that I've been asking myself and asking myself. And it's a weird situation because you can't really do podcasting without social media. You know, you got to get it out there. You got to connect with people. You got to do all these things. And social media is a big part of that. And just to kind of like forego it and just try to continue business as usual with podcasting is it's not viable. I know this for a fact because my listenership or just my statistics and everything, my analytics, it's dropped a little bit over 50% since I hadn't been promoting or interacting in social media and everything and just putting out the podcast like normal. It's proven fact. I've been watching the numbers and everything. I mean, who knows how true to life, you know, Podbean or all those other things really and truly are. I mean, but it's just a tool to help you and kind of gauge where you sit, you know, amongst social media. So since I hadn't been posting, retweeting, doing all this other extra shit, numbers have been down. And just as of the past couple of days after January 1st, today is uh, January 13th, the anniversary of three hour show within two days t- yesterday. And I don't think I've done anything, th- but just yesterday alone, I got on back on social media and started doing the things that I used to normally do. Just, you know, kind of spamming and retweeting my um, episodes and everything like that. And the numbers have gone up <laughs> like almost, almost back to norm. And I find that weird and fascinating or whatever. Is it the social media that drives the podcast or is it the podcast that drives the social media? I don't know, but it is proven via the statistics and analytics that I've been given just after one day of me retweeting and promoting my podcast like I normally used to do. The numbers go up. Is it just because they're clicking links and is um, registering as a play or time used or whatever the case may be? Whatever the case is, I've only been posting for one day and the numbers have went up. As of today, as of this recording, I haven't posted anything today. And I'm going to look at the numbers tomorrow and I'm going to compare. I have (laughs) been receiving complaints because I had went spam crazy or whatever. It's just, I scheduled all my tweets and everything that I was going to put out. Cause I majority promote on Twitter. And, um, some of the guests that have been tagged in those posts were 
like, hey, can you spread this shit out? <laughs> you know, but hey, cost of business, baby. You gave me the content to promote and I'm promoting the content. And I'm trying to spread the awareness of you, you know, because you took your time and, you know, you gave the effort to be here on the show. And I appreciate that. And I just want to celebrate you. So let me do what I do. <laughs> or put me on mute. But I wouldn't recommend that because that's not good for business. We, we live in social media to where we have to interact and engage and do all these things. And it wouldn't uh, be cool if you muted me because we couldn't engage and interact because I'm muted. During the break. Or the step away or whatever the case may be. I, I've been focusing on other things. I've been getting really back into just chatting with the homies about professional wrestling. Wrestling is trash has, I think, produced more episodes within the past three or four months than it has ever had in its, what, almost two years in existence. And that's because we just been pumping out episodes for pay-per-views and just random chats and everything about professional wrestling. So it's been fun. And that was what was really getting me back into just kind of, I guess, to podcasting and everything for the, for lack of better words, just hanging with the homies, talking about professional wrestling. And I guess it was more like I'm in the escape. It was taking my mind off of that other stuff that I would deal with, with a three hour show and, shit like that because I was talking about something that I do for leisure, something that I love and it's been a part of my life and so as long as I can remember and that's professional wrestling and um, during the time away also it's just the, the lack of social media use you get to see I don't know I don't know how to phrase it but it's just like who fucking with you and who ain't fucking with you because nobody really noticed and I'm, this is the first time I'm really bringing it to the light and everything. You know, I have other ways that you can reach me, DMs and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And some people even have my personal cell phone number, but haven't heard a peep, you know. Um, I'm not saying it like, because I, I have been keeping up and talking with some people, but it, in reference to the podcast, nobody has ever said anything about like, oh man, you lacking on your social media or, you you know, people that I normally speak with on the social media and interact with or whatever, they hadn't noticed I've been gone. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, if you are a content creator, if you're a podcaster, you tend not to notice those things so, so much because you're busy on your grind and you're busy doing what you're doing and so on and so forth and that kind of made me feel a certain way it's like i didn't i wasn't mad at them i'm not mad at a specific person or anything like that it's nothing like that it's just like it make you kind of feel like what the fuck am i really doing and i know i've been lazy and contradicting myself to, to some extent or whatever because i know the running thing before this office was when I get my own shit and get the equipment to do so and yada, 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 then I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And I have been trying. 
because I mean, I have the things now. I have the tools to do those things that I said I want to try to do. But it's more like, I think I'm in love with the process rather than the product, if that makes any sense. What I mean by that is I like trying to learn to do new things, but to create a product with the things that I've learned, it seems straining and taxing to me. You know, I I have a weird personality, I guess. Um, I bought a drone uh, last year and I was like, yeah, I can do all this cool shit with it. And it just sits back there, you know, where that flag is on the shelf. I don't think I've messed with it since I updated it the last time. And I think there's a new update out. So I might just plug it up just to update it or whatever. But it just sits over there. And I don't do, I don't create any content with it. I got this camera that I'm recording on right now. I got this camera sitting right here. And I'm supposed to do a couple unboxings and everything. But it's just like that time away did some damage to me because I wasn't focused on creating content. I wasn't focused on making, you know, something for social media. I was just here in my space that I built and just doing me, just playing video games and, you know, watching movies and hanging out and just participating in other people's creations and everything, which I, I really enjoy doing just, uh, helping out the Colt 45 podcast when they did their uh, series of movies for Friday the 13th and uh, freaking uh, Nightmare on M Street. I was a part of their projects. I did a couple guest spots on some um, other people's podcasts and everything. And those are the things I thoroughly enjoy. And I like to be a part of other people's process. I like to help other people with, um, you know, achieving some of their goals and, you know, being a part of their creations. Because for me, it's just like, um, a thing that I said is I wanted to learn how to do all this stuff because I wanted to be able to help somebody that didn't know how to do it. Or if one of my kids had any interest in it, I already have the know how to do it. I just kind of pass that knowledge and information on to them. And I think I enjoy doing that more than producing my own content. I think that's what it really is. I think that's kind of why I got a little more into wrestling this trash because it's mine by creation because I came up with it. I started it. But (laughs) the funny term is what I, I put on it. I say it's the people's podcast because anybody that I know that text me or they message me and they want to talk about professional wrestling. That's when we fire up wrestling this trash. They, they throw up the bat signal or the, the, the wit signal and we all assemble and we freaking, we talk about professional wrestling. And I really enjoy doing that because I don't feel like it's my show. It's somebody else's show, you know, mainly Nick's cause Nick is the one that really, you know, assembles us all together. He's the one that comes up and be like, hey, we need to record an episode. Because edgewise, I, I wouldn't really be doing so much of it if it wasn't for Nick. But whenever we all get together and we do it, it's fucking fun. And I really enjoy it because I, I'm doing the legwork for the most part. I'm not, Am I saying that, hey, I just want to be the motherfucker doing all the work and shit for somebody else? No, I did not say that. Because a lot of times... I think wrestling is trash should be 
you know, its own independent thing. It shouldn't have to be solely dependent upon me. Anybody in my group of friends that needs a wrestling platform, that's what wrestling is trash is for. So even if I'm not able to do it, I feel like somebody else can take the reins and run with it, you know, in my stead. And I like the idea of that. But with uh, 3R Show and the Random Rams with Rob, you know, there is none of that, you know, um, Discord or Facebook and whatnot. I mean, I get a couple of responses on Facebook, but like the Discord dead. Ain't nobody doing shit in there. And that's partially my fault because I feel like if I bring you in to the circle, you know, that it should just be automatically popping and everything, you know. But I look at Discord not so much as a community, which, I mean, it could be in certain instances, but it's a way to directly connect with me. And then also I think about it as a way too. is just like, if you want to directly connect with me, I'll give you my fucking phone number, <laughs> you know. And most of the people on the Discord have my personal cell phone number, you know, and we talk from time to time and text and other shit. So I feel weird about expanding into those different avenues because Discord is a, a great platform, is a great tool for networking and social media and to do other cool shit. But I feel like it's weird to ask somebody to download an app to interact with you when they have your phone number. And they can just do it there. And, um, you know, you don't want all the weirdos to have your cell phone number and everything. (laughs) But I don't know. I just I feel weird about those things, especially if it's not, you know, engaging and popping and everything or whatnot. Or nobody bringing up any ideas or doing anything, you know, it's just like, what's the point? But I have been thinking of other things to use it for. When it's in reference to wrestling this trash. What I want to do is um, actually host viewing parties. Um, I got my man Jay Sandlin. We would used to do, in the early iteration of Wrestling is Trash, we would do watch-alongs. We would pick a, a certain match from a pay-per-view or just a significant match, and we would watch it and we would review it and give our thoughts. And Jay is just a, a fountain of knowledge when it comes to old shit in, in general. I mean, he's a historian, for Christ's sakes. But when it's particularly about wrestling, he brings up things that I never really thought about or knew of. So there was the idea or there is the idea of getting some matches and doing the watch alongs and discord. So other people can watch along with us while we record the show. So there's things like that, that I like discord for, but mm, I don't know. And then I also feel weird about wrestling this trash because I know a lot of people that come on the show have their own wrestling podcast. And I feel like I'm taking them away from their medium to be in my shit to where I don't have a problem just going to be a part of their shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't. It's just like you do a wrestling podcast and now I'm asking you to come be a guest on my wrestling podcast. I don't know if that seems weird to you or maybe I'm just thinking too much into it or whatever. Cause I mean, all the people that I know and that's been on the show is cool, 
and they don't mind doing it whenever they have the time. But I just feel like I'm taking away from your shtick because we have Brian and all those guys from the UWO podcast, which is a successful wrestling podcast in my eyes. And they come over here and just kind of do the same thing for my benefit when they don't really have to. I very much so appreciate it. And it's fun. It's always fun. But I don't know. I just I just feel weird about it. So. I don't know. But do I want to keep podcasting or do I want to be absorbed into somebody else's shit? Yes and no, I guess. I don't know. Because I don't mind helping. I, I like helping. To be a part of something is just, I don't know, I, I think it's kind of a, a personality trait of mine. You know, I was in the military. I was a part of something, you know. Um, I do this podcast and it's just me. I'm not really a part of anything. But when I'm a part of somebody else's thing or whatever, I, I think I enjoy that more than, you know, almost doing my own shit. But I still enjoy doing my own shit. And I don't, I don't know. It's just like, I like what so many people are doing and I kind of want to do the same thing, but I feel like I'm taken away from this shit. Now, everybody's shit is not the same. So, I mean, because this person does a movie podcast and this person does a movie podcast don't mean that they have the same audience. You know, their sense of humor may be different from their sense of humor. You know, my takes may be different from somebody else's takes, but that's just how I kind of feel about it. It's just so many confusing times and everything. It's just kind of in the beginning of this podcast, it was just I wanted to do it. I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to I didn't really care about the pomp and circumstance of social media and all, all that stuff. I just wanted to do the podcast and see if it grew. It's almost like radio. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't have people, you know, advertising shit that's going on the radio, but you have people on the radio advertising their shit. But, you know, radio is always there. There's, you're not watching people on CNN talking about shit that they heard on the radio. Oh, well, at least I don't because I don't even watch TV. So that's probably not even a good analogy. I only watch what I want to watch. I don't watch live TV. I especially don't watch the fucking news. But we go back to that George Floyd and um and the Arbery shit or whatever. I cannot avoid it. It was everywhere. It was on social media. It was in my home. It was on my TV doing the things that I thought I can watch to escape the things that I was trying to get away from. It It, it was just everywhere. And it was overwhelming. And it's just... Fuck... <laughs> this is a lot of shit, you know. And um, yeah, uh, I don't even know. <sighs> but the few people that reached out and wished me a happy five year anniversary, and you know, to five more, you know, <laughs> that's that's kind of wafty. You know, I don't foresee me doing this another five years. Not saying that I won't be, but I don't know. I like doing what I want to do. And the podcast is something that I want to do. But 
there's other things that I want to do. And if I, I feel like if I pursue those wholeheartedly, that the podcast will just kind of be pushed to the wayside and it won't be what it once was or can be. But I'm playing it by ear. I'm still trying to book guests. And matter of fact, I think the other day, the current episode that is out now, as this is being recorded with the um, the guy and gal from the Voices of Misery podcast, that has been legitimately the first podcast that I've recorded with new people or in general since maybe November. And here we are, January 13th, five years in. And once we got going, I felt good. I, I was like, this is why I'm doing this. This is fun, you know. But when the recorder goes off, it's just like, why am I doing this? This is, <laughs> it's just, a, I don't know. It's just, a, maybe it's a, an addiction thing, the serotonin or, or whatever the fuck, you know. As soon as the record button come on, I'm I'm just, I'm lit up. I'm ready to go. It's just I like doing it in the moment, but the after and editing and just getting everything prepped for social media, I don't enjoy that so much anymore. And as I said, it's an integral part of doing this shit. It's a conundrum. It's a weird place. <laughs> but I don't know. I love it still. I know I, I've been sitting here for 20 some minutes complaining. Well, at least that's what it sounded like in my head, but got to air it out. Got to give you my head space or whatever. It's just, that's why the Patreon is not successful. That's why the goddamn merch ain't moving. It's because I, the social media shit is just like, I'm like blah on it. I still like Instagram, even though they fucked it up, changing all this shit and, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm in a lull. Five years represent a lull, you know, in this uh, stage and point of uh, Random Rambles with Rob. And, you know, maybe I'll overcome it. Maybe I won't. And, you know, nothing in life is forever. Nothing in life is for certain. You know, you just kind of got to roll with the punches. But for everybody that may hear and see this episode, um, you can't get to where I am emotionally if you don't try <laughs> so if you had a thought in your head go ahead and pursue it don't be like me and procrastinate and goddamn be a hypocrite you know do as i say not as i do <laughs> um try it you won't know if you don't like it if you don't attempt or try it so Here's my attempt to bringing you more video content and um, pursuing different ideas. This is my attempt. This is my try, you know, so I'll see if I like it. You know, if I don't, because you won't see it anymore <laughs> or you won't, or you'll see less of it. So, yeah. But those for those of you who have wished it. Thank you for the five years of congratulations. And here's the five years more rambling randomly for all the people that I associate with in the podcast world.
behind the scenes and everything like that. I appreciate you. I I enjoy helping you with anything and everything that I have helped you with. I have enjoyed doing. It has not been a burden, even though some of you have been a pain in the ass. I won't say you specifically. <laughs> but if you have to think about it and you think it's you, it might be you. Mysterious like that. But I enjoy it. You, you've heard my, my thoughts here for the past couple of minutes about me, you know, being able to pass knowledge or help people f- obtain the knowledge or just being a part of other people's things. I, I mean, I, I like helping. So if you need the help or you need somebody to sit in as a co-host or you're looking for a third man or fourth or fifth or whatever the case may be, you need a sub. If I have it, the time available to do it, there to help out. I've told many people this before. You mean they tell me thank you for helping. I say, like, hey man, that's what I'm here for, and that's I, I genuinely feel like that. I feel like I'm here to help people, to where it be through my words and my cadence and all those things, or my actions and whatever the case may be. Or you just need a stern talking to every now and then, you know, a little bit of motivation. That's what it's about. I, that's what I'm here for independently podcasting and uh doing shit things and stuff <sighs> kind of feel emotional feel my eyes are getting wet but i think i'm done not with podcasting just just this my spiel my rant <laughs> and um yeah follow me on twitch I'm doing things over there. I might get on here in a little while, play some games or whatnot. Stop by. Enjoy the conversation or me yelling into the abyss of the internet to nobody. (laughs) Just catching on the replay, too. Fuck it. Retweet it and all that stuff. I just talk about my rant about social media. Here I am talking about retweeting and engaging and sharing my social media. But for those of you who want to keep track, because I'll get back to it. I'll ease back into it and it'll just be as it once was maybe or even better maybe worse but who knows you can follow me on twitter at 3r show you can follow me on instagram at the 3r show as i just mentioned about twitch twitch.tv forward slash 3r show uh youtube has a couple videos on there uh search for 3r show and for anything that i may have forgotten to mention you can go to randomrob.com and you can find all those things on to pertaining and whatnot. You can even see my guest list, which I need to update with all the newer guests that I've had on there. But you can just click on their picture and it'll pop up their episode that they've been featured on and everything. So um, shout out always to Hooks, Rubs and Spices and um, see you in five years, I guess, uh, six years for the anniversary. See you next January 13th. Let's be optimistic.